We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Hump Day Wednesday. 12 o'clock, 12 noon, halfway to the weekend. Congratulations. And, like, I think there's probably a lot of people out there, and, and God bless you if it's true, that are more than halfway to the weekend already. Just based on the social media interaction, I know that's not always a true gauge of what exactly is happening out there. Traffic driving in this morning, maybe a little bit of a gauge of what's going on out there. Uh, I think a lot of people have uh, called it Christmas already. I think there's a lot of people packing it in. And, again, Good for you. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're out there driving around getting some last-minute shopping done. I know I've got a couple of more stops to make uh, before everyone is crossed off the list, before Christmas gets here this weekend. But uh, whatever it is, maybe you do have to work till Friday. And if you do, then congratulations. We're halfway to the weekend. Highway traffic's been great. It's all great. Week. Yeah, and it's been super easy. It, I, I'm, I'm still – you always have to adjust, but I'm, I'm not going to really adjust because it's like a, a week and then whatever – I get here and finish the rundown and do all my normal morning stuff so early, and then I don't. I'm not good at killing time here. Like I'm great at killing time at home. I just pop on like 30 minutes of a Netflix movie or something, uh, or or whatever. I watch Twitch something. I, I'm not great at killing time while here. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You have access to the same. You could watch Twitch here. It's a first-person shooter, and I don't necessarily feel comfortable like having someone pop over oh. my shoulder and be like, well, what are you watching over there? Uh, that's interesting. I don't know what the level of inappropriate would have to be for someone to actually get reprimanded for watching something here. You know what I mean? Like, maybe on the work computer. Like, yesterday we were having some fun with Brandon Adams. Like, don't Google BBL at work. You could Google that here. Probably not get in trouble. It's just Brazilian butt lift. It's not the end of the world, you know? You probably don't want to go to certain websites. Like, don't Google, don't get on X Hamster or anything like that. But, like, if you're on your phone in that office that we have back there, I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to get after you too much, but you're probably smart. Probably playing it close to the NSFW vest. Um, my morning, thank God the traffic has been uh, easy the last couple of mornings because my mornings have been insane. And I talked a little bit about what was going on with, with the dog yesterday. Boone's fine. Got him back from the vet. No stitches needed, whatever. He does have to wear the cone of shame for a week. Which is just so you leaving that on him? So depressed. Yeah, because he'll. I get, took it off because he'll get the because he, he, he had to get a little bandage, a little patched up on the paw, and he'll get it off. Like he'll he'll get the the bandage off. So he then, would actively go after where the wrapping. He'll is. get the wrap off and then start going to town on his paw with his tongue and then undo all the progress and then have to go back to the vet. So yeah, he's full cone of shame. He's got the saddest puppy dog face in yeah. the world, and I had to hit him with whatever the little uh, <laughs> the pills they gave us last night. Uh-oh. We're like, look, he's he's a he's a working he's a hunting dog. He he needs to run and he needs to get the zoomies out. Otherwise, he's going to be a, a psychopath. Um, he he gave him some sleeping. Pills. Around, yes, I gave him some sleeping yeah. pills, and it was just like that, like just. You got any extra? Bang. I don't know if dog sleeping pills work on humans. I've been having some more insomnia this week. I could, you know, Yeah, I would be careful. I would be careful with that. But, uh, yeah, thank goodness that uh, traffic was 
was light yesterday because I don't know if I would have made it on time. I don't know if I would have made it on time today if traffic was bad. Uh, but here we are. We're good to go. All right. Um, 15 minutes from now, we'll get into a couple of different college football discussions. We're probably still too far away from the playoff games to start getting into the playoff games which sucks because I'm not going to be here next week, and I would love to talk about those games. So maybe we'll do it a little bit on Friday. Um, obviously, some opt-ins, opt-outs. It is signing day. It looks like Georgia, not surprisingly, is putting together another phenomenal class. Um, I just saw from Roddy Nabalsi just the measurements of the offensive linemen that Georgia has signed, and we're just talking about, like, Absolute condemnation. Any of them start with a two? Of humans. One of them. Oh, okay. One guy was 295. I would say there's a nine after that. Everyone else was 6'8, 350. Just absolute like buildings of of human beings. Um, So we'll get to some of that stuff. And then Chip Kelly had a really, I thought, good breakdown commentary on the next step in all of this stuff in college football and, and what it should be. Um, So we'll let you hear from Chip Kelly coming up in 15 minutes as well. Uh, The back page with Bo. But before we do any of that, let's get to an NFL no huddle. NFL No Huddle Everyday Kickoff, the noon hour. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. So the game happened Sunday. We all saw it. We reacted to it Monday. The news came out Tuesday morning that the Falcons were making a change at quarterback. And then last night, the owner of the team gave an interview. Here's Arthur Blank talking about Desmond Ritter. It has been tough. Yeah, we certainly had high hopes for Desmond Ritter, and and uh, he's done a lot of good things for us this year. But he would be the first to tell you he hasn't been the kind of consistent performer that you know we'd like him to be. And in this business, the NFL business or the business of college ball, you have turnovers. It's it's a very tough thing to overcome. That's courtesy of Georgia Public Broadcasting. And look, I, the, the conversation centered around all of that stuff, the change at quarterback, which is happening. Um, I like what Arch had to say when you asked him, Abe, about Ritter's future in general. I don't know. Like it, at this point, it would surprise me if Ritter's even the backup next year for the Falcons. It just seems like that ship has probably sailed. He's probably in, If you make a trade, he's probably included in that trade this offseason. Um, and then, of course, the questions that Arthur Blank was asked about the coach and his future. I, I do think one thing that's happened, not just to the Falcons this year, but in the NFL in general – 54 different starting quarterbacks have started this year. The record was broken last year of 68. There's a pretty good chance that record will be broken in the final four weeks of the season as teams still have to shuffle and start different guys. Um, We're seeing a a pretty good illustration of the difference between having a even just like a a solid, reliable, go-to quarterback like the Falcons had for 15 years and what it looks like when you don't. And how hard life is when you don't. Because they got a pretty good roster right now. I don't know if it's a great roster or whatever. But the fact that they're as bad as they are because of how wrong they got that position is such a reminder of how good we had it here for about 15 years. But here's what annoys me when you, you spew out that stat about the quarterbacks. Those are teams that were forced into a guy they never intended to play. What angers me is that we couldn't get it done while everyone else around. Browns had four quarterbacks in the entire month of October. And we had the guy that we chose. The one guy. Not He wasn't hurt. He was, I mean, I, I guess they said he was hurt, but he, he was fine. You get my point. Yeah. And we still couldn't get it done. Well, yeah. uh, there are multiple. Uh, we're talking about a team coming into town Sunday, Andy, that is on the cusp of a playoff berth that, Spent a first-round pick on a quarterback. Yep. Used him, I don't know, three games, four yep. games. Yep. 
and are winning games still. Yep. With a, a sec a guy that they chose, yep. to, and and we've got our first plan guy, and it's just not working yeah, out. Yeah, that that's where like all the indictments of Desmond Ritter that have been out there. He's been indicted. All right, he's out. <laughs> that's right. done. It's not a musical chairs. It's a go sit in that chair over there. You're over. Now you're starting to indict the people that made the decision. And when you look at what other teams have been able to do with backups and a situation like that that's coming to town Sunday. Is Kevin a, is Stefanski a of the Browns may win NFL Coach of the Year specifically because of what he was able to do with backups. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, they're on to their fourth guy. Now, again, it, it, it's Joe Flacco, so it's a guy who's proven a little bit. But still, like – to have your quarterback hurt. Desmond Ritter himself in the first half last week. He did, but then he made up for it, which Desmond doesn't do. What, Desmond's you know what fourth mean? quarter numbers translated to Flacco? Is that not how that works? No. <laughs> okay. No, unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately it isn't. But the Colts are a great example of it. They did the thing that all Falcons fans want the Falcons to do. They drafted a quarterback high in the first round. They took Anthony Richardson number four overall. Now, like, he was having a nice start to the year. Maybe he'll go on to have a good career. I don't know what it is. But he got hurt. And with Gardner Minshew, they're eight and six. And if they do what they're probably going to do and come in here and win on Sunday, they'll be nine and six in a prime position to make the playoffs with a backup quarterback, a situation that they did not plan on being in. Texans like you, just like went you said. on the road to a team in their division without C.J. Stroud, again, top 10 pick, first round pick, whatever. Yep. Not second string guy, the third string guy, and won a game in overtime. Yeah. One of the Panthers' wins yep. was not with Bryce Young, right? Yep. I mean, it's just you, you Bengals, look down the, the examples. Bengals are eight and six. They won a couple in a row. Right, with the backup Jake Brown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, it's a lot. Unfortunately, this is the guy we chose. This is the guy we were told to believe and yeah. have faith in, and you can win games because of this guy with this guy. And not only is it not because of him, but all around the league, there's backups and third strings, and in Cleveland, even four stringers getting it done. Yeah. So I guess if you're going to go back to uh, the further indictment of Desmond Ritter, maybe that makes the case that he's not even a backup, like. Well, that's because we didn't know what he was like. Is is his future? Is he going to be a viable starting quarterback in the NFL? Maybe he's a high end backup. Maybe not even a high because like you can't turn the ball over repeatedly as a high end backup. Like a backup has to come in and be able to at least be consistent for a couple of weeks. I know you're not going to be great. You're not counting on those guys to be able to. What what, what Foles did a couple of years ago is is the outlier. It doesn't happen. Joe Flacco often. had three three interceptions the other day. He also threw for 350 yards. Yeah, made up. We're talking it. about Ritter throwing interceptions while tossing it around for a buck 57. Yep. If you're going to be a playmaker and be a gunslinger, you got to have it both ways. If if you want high interceptions, you also better have high touchdowns. And we're not getting that. So uh, Aaron Rodgers was activated off of the um, what the 21-day injured window that they had to bring him back. Now, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. This is a way to keep him involved in practice. But he has, he has been added to the active roster. Um, I know people are going to read that and be like, wait a minute. Does that mean, nah, he's not going to play. That's just a way to keep him on the practice field and keep him sort of involved in what the team is doing down the stretch here. Uh, I don't know. This is the breaking case of emergency third string guy. I mean, on Wilson's in concussion protocol, Wilson's so you, you don't protocol. have three right now. Trevor Simeon would be the starter, who isn't good. Um, and Brett Rippon is yeah. the backup, who was on another team three weeks ago. Well, we've seen quarterbacks that can win games like that, haven't we? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can kind of come and go as you please. Transfer portal, NFL quarterback style this season. Uh, but anyway, he's been activated. He's not actually going to play, though. Um, let's hear. Micah Parsons, because I know this is making the rounds over the last couple of days, I guess feeling feeling sorry for himself and all of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Everyone just waits for the Cowboys to lose. I saw multiple analysts, people who are fake analysts who somehow got jobs on TV saying, there goes your boy. Like, oh, there he is. That's the person we've been waiting for. It's almost to the point where it's like almost sick. Former players are waiting for other current players to fail so that way they have something to talk about. It's hmm. not even to just get into names. I mean, I feel like at this point, you kind of know who you are. And it's like, why do you want a person to lose so bad? It seems that a lot of people People are just waiting for people to fail. I'm kind of of two minds on this one. Like, A, I don't, no one feels bad for the Cowboys. Like, all the attention and some of the blame that comes along with being that team is why that team is worth so And their so own much insufferable money. fan base brings it on themselves a little bit. But I also don't disagree. Like, I, I do think a lot of sports coverage in general, NFL coverage specifically, is all right, how can we say the negative thing about the guy? And. You know, that sells. You know he's talking to sells. one person, though, right? Who's he talking to? He's talking to one person. Who? The guy who threw his jersey in the trash can the other day. I don't know who that is. Skip. Oh. He's talking directly to Skip. Now, here's what I'll say to him about that is you don't have to care what he says on TV who doesn't matter. Like, and the less you care about the what he says. The fact he's on TV, Bill, this is where I laughed at the The, the less you comment. care about what he says. The shorter period of time he'll be on TV saying what he's saying. He did call him a fake analyst, and the fact that he's on TV doing analysis literally makes him a professional analyst. But again, know, like just... you, you don't. The only reason these guys continue to have platforms is because you validate their platforms by doing stuff like that. The less attention you pay them, will make them go away sooner. Like that's the way it works. If you don't watch them, like I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm doing my part. I'm trying to make these guys go away. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I never know what you guys are talking about when you say stuff that happens on those crazy morning shows. Because I'm doing my part as a consumer to try to get those people off TV. All right? It's the little things. So now I have to clarify. I was not watching the show. It came across my feed. All I right? know. And that's the thing. I don't they, watch that show sneak either. You. They'll sneak you on the feed, and then you accidentally click on it, and then bang. You gave them a click, and then you're a part of the problem. All right. We'll come back. Chip Kelly thinks he has a solution for the future of college football. We'll see if he has any points uh, as far as what, he, uh, what he's thinking about uh, college realignment and all that. It's hard for me to say Chip Kelly has a good point, but he may very well. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Watch Radio 92.9 The Game, midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. 20 minutes away from the back page with Bo. Abe Gordon filling in for Randy Mack the next couple of days. Get back into the big story of the day, top of the 1 o'clock hour as well. Um, and then at one twenty, kind of, you know, there's going to be some jobs open this offseason in the NFL. If this one is open here, how does it stack up with some of the other ones that are definitely going to be open? Also, want to hear from uh, let you hear a little bit from Terry Fontenot back from our conversation we had with him in August because the last time we talked to him um, about Ritter 
and just about the the decision that went into him being the guy and how they felt about him and all that kind of stuff. We kind of we just listened to it there in the break. Um, like, all right, <laughs> kind of all the stuff you expected to hear, but um, I'd be interested to hear what people think when they hear Terry Fontenot saying it. Because I haven't heard from him in a long time. I'm sure we'll hear from him again when the season's over. Maybe <laughs> if he's still around. Don't know if he will be. Um, but we'll get to that in the in the uh, one o'clock hour as well. Wrap things up at 140 with an AMA. Any question, any topic, phone lines will be open. Text us or tweet us as well. All right, um, get into a couple different college football topics here. We'll start with the uh, the head coach of the UCLA Bruins, Chip Kelly, uh, with some, I would say, pretty solid thoughts on uh, maybe the next step that college football could take, maybe should take, as far as realigning this thing in the right direction and um, saving a lot of the other sports in college football the headache of dealing all of the other sports in college athletics from dealing with the headache that college football is currently causing them. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share in the same, ter- we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know, a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they do get paid now, but obviously the process in which they get paid is still fairly convoluted. Uh, a middleman and NILs and things happening sort of in the dark and no one really knows exactly what this guy's getting and that guy's getting and all that. And that's all fine. Obviously, it would be easier if there was a model for it. And the model that he lays out here uh, makes some sense. I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, I hadn't thought of the idea of as you consolidate into a a major, whatever you want to call it, power one, 64 team, however you want to sort of super conference, differentiate yeah. the super conference, having just one TV contract for all of that, obviously that's a very pro model. There's not different TV contracts for the NFC South and the AFC North. The NFL just has a media rights deal, and they have it with all the different broadcast partners and all that, um, and, and teams make money that The NFL way. doesn't have the disparity in value, though, that, that college football does. It, it doesn't, but I also think, like, if you're – interested in keeping a level playing field at all that would be one way in trying to encourage it you who's interested I mean? though and, 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 but the conferences aren't interested in keeping a level playing field that's why new tv deals happen that's why expansion has happened it, it's about getting this is a business we know that it, it's about getting as much money as you can so why would the big 10 or the sec want to say agree to split money with the Sun Belt? Or the Mac. Well, I'm not talking about the Sun Belt and the MAC. I'm talking about you take 64 teams, essentially the teams that make up the Power Five. So you're doing back to just the Power Five, Group of Five set. I think that's that's what it is, right? And then there's a 64-team Group of Five super conference as well. And I know this is where it gets convoluted and it gets not regional. And Chip Kelly had an idea. This is also where I start with promotion and relegation. Maintain the the regionality, which, yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. Obviously, it would never happen for monetary reasons as well. Like, no one's going to give up the right to – make all of the Power 5 money they can make 
and then get relegated to group of five money. Like, no one's going to do that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if you package it all together, maybe there's more money to be asked for. Maybe not. Maybe uh, just having the SEC and the Big Ten as the major power brokers in terms of negotiating that TV contract and their media rights deals, them negotiating against each other continues to drive the price up. Uh, I mean, I do know that one conference no longer exists because of this, because of the fact that there are only so many outlets. There's only so many networks that can have deals with conferences. And I mean, the Pac-12 tried to get creative and get an Apple TV deal. I do think five to 10 years from now, when all of this stuff is kind of starting to shake out and some of these major conferences or the super conference has a deal with Apple TV and it looks a lot like what the Pac-12 turned down the Pac-12 is going to kick itself because I think there was some some real money-making potential there uh, that in the short term they weren't interested in that might have been there in the long term. That's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's in the past. But I just think in terms of if you're interested, and you're probably right, probably the big sort of blue-blood power brokers in college football don't care so much about revenue sharing with Rutgers right. or with Northwestern or whatever. Um, there's also – got to be a financial incentive to win as well. Like, you make the playoff, there's money for that. You, you win a championship, there's money yeah. for that. There's also a split of a, of, a, of a media rights deal or a TV deal for making it into those, those games. Like, that's what it is, though. Like, ultimately, if you're going to make this a, a fair fight, and I mean that in terms of, of for the athletes as well, you've got to start splitting the pie more, more evenly and letting the athletes have a slice of it. And that's where I like where Chip Kelly's going with that. Like that's how you get there is actually starting to use these media rights and these, the basically the TV revenue to get some money into these players pockets. However that works, whatever, whatever the, uh, the amount that they get is. And I don't know how you negotiate that because they would probably need a union in order to do it, but that's the future of it. That's where it's headed. It's very professional. I understand that makes people uncomfortable because the separation of professional sports and college sports had at least been there in your mind. You're going to have to wrap your mind around how professional this is all going to look because it is professional sports, but that's where a lot of this is headed. And we're talking about football only. I think there's a different discussion to be had in regards to a lot of other sports. Well, and I think that's a big part of it, too. Yeah. I, I think if football were to do this and sort of separate itself from the constraints of these conferences and the the, the regional nature of the conferences, which obviously the football doesn't care about. It, Cal's in the ACC, right? Like that, they don't care about that anymore. But now Cal women's softball is in the ACC. I would say they well, fly once a week. Which is a shame. For a weekend game, yeah. and they et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and they can afford it. Whereas other teams, swimming has to go for a midweek duel. Yeah. Oh, how many miles uh, on, on a Tuesday night? I mean, yeah. you miss class Tuesday, you're going to miss class Wednesday. I mean, it's just, it is a different discussion. And I also think, like, I understand football has made it very clear that, like, the traditions that we grew up on that at least made you partially fall in love with the game um, aren't important to them or not as important to them as how much money we can possibly make. Like, certain games that you love that have been on your team schedule every year aren't going to be on your team schedule every year in a couple of years from now. That doesn't have to be true for basketball, too. Like, right. just right. because football doesn't care about it doesn't mean college basketball has to be like, oh, I guess we don't care about traditions either. Or other sports have them also. I know people don't pay as close of attention to it, but women's softball has traditional rivalries, and women's basketball has traditional rivalries, and a lot of that stuff is regional. We also have powerhouses it's a that are getting put into conferences that aren't powerhouses. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame that a lot of this stuff is having to shift because – 
there's so much money at the fingertips for uh, the football programs and for the schools to be made because of the football programs, um, splitting them apart from the rest of the athletic department is probably the right thing to do. The hard part now is what's the right, what's the right model? Like what's the, what's the right way to do it? And I know the NCAA had their idea that they floated out there a couple of weeks ago. Chip Kelly had some further comments about how you play a different region every year on your schedule. That was kind of an interesting idea. I don't know what the final destination is going to be. I can tell you what it is. But no one's thought of it yet. And whoever thinks of it, whoever comes up with the best idea is going to cash in big time. You, you know? Well, yeah. You're going to be rich. Well, it, but, well, I don't know specifics yet. I haven't ironed it out. It's not the best idea. It's not going to be your favorite idea. It's ultimately still going to be the idea that makes the most money. It, it's never going to be in the best interest of, of the students or the fans or the athletes. It's always going to be in the best interest of the athletic departments, the institutions, the ADs, the college presidents. I, I, I love what Chip Kelly said. I think it's naive to believe that at any point they're going to consider limiting their maximized potential of earnings oh, because yeah. they think it's what's best for the sport. No, they're clearly it's, it, they're never going to fall that way. Well, they clearly aren't, and they haven't, and they'll continue to do whatever they can to get as much money out of it as possible. But they don't know what the format is going to be. No one's thought of it yet. It's like, yeah, we should do that. Well, how? Well, I don't know. Hopefully somebody comes up with it. Well, somebody will, and whoever does, if it's executive at ESPN or I don't know if it's you, call it the – Hey, I have some idea. The, the they're Abe, headed where – Abe Index, call it whatever you want. They're headed to where ultimately it's going to fall. And, and where it's going to fall is actually kind of going to look like what we just left, but with different names and different titles. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to the back page with Bo. Thanks for being with us here on a Hump Day Wednesday. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, now we're getting somewhere with this Falcons quarterback situation. Ritter's benched, Heineke's playing, what do the final three games mean? Throw all that out the window. Taylor Heineke just showed up to his Wednesday Wednesday press conference at the podium up there at Flowery Branch wearing a Bush Light hoodie. This man has a Bush Light hoodie on right now. By the way, the story gets even better. Bush sent him the hoodie a couple of years ago because he got fined for drinking a couple cans of Bush on the team flight back from a game, so they wanted to show their appreciation to him for supporting their product. Um, boy, I'll be honest with you, I'm glad Randy's on vacation. Well earned. The man needs a couple of days off. He works very hard. Um, but I would love to hear his thoughts on Taylor Heineke now uh, pledging his allegiance to the Bush in front of uh, the entire Falcons world. Good for I don't know, man. I don't know if this changes the game. I don't know if this gives Ritter a leg up as the future of the franchise or what, but that's very exciting news. I don't know if you'd be able to do the rest of hour 20 if Randy were here. I don't know what other topics you would cover. It would just be this. That's <laughs> no, good. It's good news. It's good stuff. Is he, uh, he going to throw less picks wearing a Bush, Bush sweatshirt? I have a couple on the sideline. Let it fly. That's If I'm him, like... He's got the least pressure on him than anybody around right now. Like, Arthur Smith, obviously, ton of pressure. Fontenot, I don't know. There's probably some guys on the team into the contract, whatever. Like, Taylor Heineke has a chance to go out there in these final three games and just let it rip. Like, if he goes out there and wins a couple of them, he's going to be a backup for somebody next year. He might be the backup again here next right. year. 
He's going to be the backup somewhere anyway it, it just would because of be, the, the state of things in the quarterback it, world in the NFL. But if he goes out there at balls, like Taylor Heineke might make himself another nice contract next year. I know yeah. he's got another year on this one, but it's the second year of a backup quarterback contract. If the Falcons want out from underneath it, they can pretty easily, or they could retain him if they want to. But, like, this guy, I mean, what do I have to lose? All, these guys screwed this up, oh, not me. But I, he, I'm going out there to play. Here's the thing, and, and, and I said this to you off air. He is a YOLO quarterback. Always I don't been. think he was YOLO when he started in weeks 9 and 10. I think he came into a situation where all he had heard was, Desmond Ritter, you're being benched because you're turning the yeah. ball over. When I and he didn't want to turn the ball over. When I bet it's even, even further than that. I bet it wasn't just Ritter's not out there because he's turning the ball over. I bet it was pretty clearly communicated from the coaching staff, like, hey, one of the big goals for you is to not turn you the ball. You can't also like go you. do this. And Arch talked about that, too. He's like, man, he, he's a little restricted. You know, you got to be able to let it fly. You can't have that in the back of your mind every time you're trying to do something out there. So, I don't know. Maybe the bush light helps. We'll get back into the big story of the day in about 15 minutes, kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Um, that's a part of it, for sure. Heineke's going to be out there on Sunday. What's he got? Uh, let's get to the back page with Bo. Bringing you the stories that didn't make the cut anywhere else in the show. It's the back page with Bo Johnson on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Hello, Bo. So it looks like this Tommy DeVito guy might not be a bad guy after all. So uh, Tommy DeVito makes it right with... Gonjalio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria. I told y'all yesterday how uh, Tommy DeVito's agent, Sean Stellato, jacked the price of a Tommy DeVito two-hour appearance up to twenty grand from ten. He says, I didn't raise a thing. We never agreed to anything. The Uncle uh, Stel- I mean, uh, Gonjalio says they agreed in principle to terms. Two hours, 250 autographs, and ten grand. Tommy DeVito shows up. At Gonjalio's Pizzeria and does the appearance for free anyway. Look at that. That's that's how you garner a little little public relations positivity. Right he might there. need it yep. after what's about to happen on the field this week. You know what? You, you know, know in, enjoy what your, happened last week. Enjoy no. your 15 minutes. But uh, yeah, no, that's the right thing to do. That does get me thinking, though. Okay, so two hours for ten thousand. They tried to up it to two hours for twenty thousand. Is there anything in life you would pay ten thousand dollars an hour for? And what's her name? Hmm. Well, but the, no. I mean, to answer that question, well, am I a millionaire directly, at this point? I'm obviously that doesn't have to be it. That's yeah. How much money do I have? Yeah, exactly. If I have ten grand to burn, then sure. There might be a video game out there I'd want to play, or a wrestling pay per view I'd want to sit in a nice box. All right, you're not something. a you're not a billionaire, but you have ten thousand dollars. Like that I can burn my last ten thousand, but not to burn. But like it, it, you're gonna you're gonna feel it. It's not you now. Like we don't have ten thousand dollars to just do this with. But like, say you have I don't know. You got a little bit of money. You have to in order to do this. Is there anything that would be worth it to do for an hour for cage 10 diving grand? with sharks? Okay, yeah, there you go. I would do that. Ten grand. If I had ten grand, sure. I'd pay. If I had it, I'd pay $10,000 to play, I guess an hour would get me four or five holes with Tiger. Ooh. Oh, okay. At, right. at, at Augusta or something. <laughs> if you can make it Augusta, for 10 grand, that's Dude, we wow. can, somewhere. <laughs> we can go over to Candler Park for, uh, for with if it's Tiger. I don't really care. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd probably, probably do that if I, I had it. I haven't really thought I about, like, it. if I had 10 grand, what I would do. But uh, probably a lot of stuff that is useless. That I would, that I would, I mean, I, like Taco Bell, it's like a lot of Taco Bell. 
I can do that for a lot less than ten thousand. Trust <laughs> Wouldn't me. Wouldn't you just love to have that, you know, Devontae Adams thing? Oh uh, yeah, or? I would definitely have the Devontae Adams Taco Bell in my house. That'd be a problem. I, I I don't think people understand how big a problem that would be for me. No, I do. You probably have the heart attack and die. I don't. I don't. Eat, I think you think you understand how big a problem it would be, and it goes way beyond that. Like if you just had unlimited Taco Bell. Yeah, it'd be a real problem. Yeah, you, I yes. I <laughs> I wouldn't come to work. You couldn't. <laughs> I mean, after a couple of weeks, probably not. I remember the the last time I ate Taco Bell because they're not a sponsor, are they? Maybe someday. Anyway, if you like it, go to it. Spend your money there. But. It was after a long weekend in Phoenix for a football game. All we had been doing is partying. And on the way back, we got to L.A. and stopped and hit the Taco Bell drive-thru. And I had like two bites of whatever I ordered. And I was like, it's not what I need right now. It's not what the doctor ordered. And I never ate it again. And I was like, oh, I Taco Bell like 17 years ago. <laughs> here's, here's where you and I differ. I have never had a bite of Taco Bell and thought this is not what I need not right one. now. Not one bite. Every I'm single time Just making I it get worse. Taco Bell. My immediate thought, this is exactly what I needed no, right now. I feel the same way. <laughs> Even when I say I need 20 sauces, and they give, they give them to you every time. Oh, too, I do man. like the fire sauce. The fire sauce yeah, they have is pretty good. good. Stuff. That's a nice hot sauce. It's not that hot, but it's good. So it turns out that uh, speaking of uh, Tommy DeVito and his agent, Sean Stellato, turns out that he and Todd McShay actually played against each other in a state final in football, and Todd McShay just can't get rid of this guy. Sean Stellato throws a touchdown pass with, like, no time left, and they win that game, and we're shut out. Season's over. High school career's over, right? Fifteen years later, I get I get word from somebody that I know who's talked to Stellato. He's writing a book about it. And Stellato wants to contact me to do an interview. I tell him to go bleep himself, okay? <laughs> and, and I think it's all going to go away. And I'm sitting on my nope. couch a couple weeks ago, Monday Night Football, and I look at this guy, and I'm like, oh, shit. That's Sean Stellato. He won't go away. He's like this this rodent that won't go away in my life. Again, all my fault, not Sean's. I'm thrilled for Sean. Good guy. Italian-American, you know, Hall a, of Fame. All rodent. the great things. But now I am 46 years old, and I'm still feeling anguish towards Sean Stellato, and it's not his fault. You upset there, Todd McShay, a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, I get it. The end of his athletic career came at the hands of this guy. He probably, you know, imagine whatever, some horrible, frustrating moment earlier in your life came at the hands of some person you've probably never seen again. And then all of a sudden they just start popping up here and there. They're famous. They're on TV. And you got to relive that and rethink it. Like, no, thanks. I want to do that. Uh, Based on his newfound athletic accomplishments, I'm back on board of Sean Stolano, Italian-American Hall of Famer. Oh, I'm back in. Because of that? Yeah, because he he shoved it to McShay. Oh, yeah. I'm back on. I'm just glad, like, my lowest athletic moment. I don't know what it was. There's plenty of them. But, like, I don't have to relive it repeatedly because this guy is an agent. And they keep showing him on TV. They keep showing him on TV. Words ridiculous in the league that I cover. You know what I mean? So, speaking of uh, one, more, one more from Tommy DeVito. But uh, here he is explaining the hand thing. You know, the hand thing. Everybody's doing it at this point. I don't know. Cool with it. It's just a vibe. It's a lot of fun. So. Would you call Put it a high what? A high vibe? No, that's a high. Mm, you know? <laughs> mm. What's the word for it? There, there is no word for it. Is there a word for it? If you type, Usually when you type in an emoji on like iMessage, like it'll pop up. I don't know if there's like a... It's fine. I think it's the video. You know, the N. It's the N. Yeah, you put all yeah. your fingers together and do that. One thing that has become very clear, if it wasn't already, is people are very comfortable 
voicing their Italian stereotypes whenever they want. Like, there's no hesitation whatsoever. Like, I know we, we've we've moved a, a, a ways in terms of things that are not politically correct that you can't say that maybe you used to. Not with Italian stuff. Say whatever you want. Like, no one even hesitates. There was, a like, an NFL-affiliated account that showed a picture of his family at the game with the Olive Garden slogan, when you're here, your family, underneath it. Like, just the most they like, embrace it maybe or maybe <laughs> like maybe we're more than just the italian stereotypes you have i don't know but one thing for sure is that everyone's like oh, that's cool we just we got like six italian jokes that we rotate through like mafia jokes the shake your finger thing like that the olive garden stuff like you're just gonna and we're all cool with it everyone's like that's fine it's just They're socially Italians. accepted there we're is okay. an actual emoji for the in but if so, you search tommy devito it does not come up it's called pinched fingers emoji. pinched fingers pinched fingers emoji yeah that's amore i thought that's maybe see one. look what are, you, what are you doing over here <laughs> i'm making fun of mario there was a restaurant uh growing up that was called that's amore in seattle it's a pretty solid italian restaurant i don't know if it's still there should I'll, be great I'll, name that's I'll, love man i'll google it and let people know next time you're in seattle it's more than just fish markets and the Space Needle, okay? We've also got an Italian restaurant called That's Amore that's pretty solid. Not great. It's okay. I like pizzutos better. They got great rolls. It's all about the flavor of your sauce. Like, you can either be successful if you have a good-tasting sauce or not successful. But anyway, if you're over there, we got, a, we got some Italian food, too. You don't have to just eat salmon. Salmon's nice, but we got more to offer than just that. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to the big story of the day to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Thank you for being with us. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.